MMA Journal Canada is partnered with Unity Underwear, King's Fightwear, and MK1 Boxing Equipment. Use code DREAMER to save 20% off your total purchase on all Unity apparel and head down to the MK1 shop to save 10% off their world-class equipment with code MMAJournalCA. I'd like to bring attention to Jasmine Warrior Princess. The page is all one word. I'd really like you to take a look at the page and help this little girl truly get the support she needs. She really is a warrior princess. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, how you doing, Cody? Good, how about yourself? Good. First and foremost, thank you for your time, sir. No, thank you for having me on. You got some pretty big names on here, so it's an honor to be here. Dude, I'm only I'm first off, I'm only looking at the top skill levels. That's why I contact these folks and that's why I I definitely you've caught my eye and, and obviously Kieran's as well with uh your performance in Muay Thai, my good sir, especially with the WBC title and your past and, and how far you've come. I really appreciate your all the unseen hours that you've spent in the gym to get where you've come, man, because it's it's not just all flash, it's not just all belts and and you know wins and et cetera, et cetera. It's it's grinding unseen at night in early hours. So really appreciate this. No, hundred percent. Yeah, thank you. Of course, of course. So obviously, um, you know, I'll I'll ask the age old question of, you know, how are you feeling in the in the midst of uh the tournament and, and after you win? You know what, I'm feeling really good, Taylor. Um you know, despite being dropped in the fight, I took like no damage, right? Um, you know, I walked away, like no no bumps or bruises, which was really nice. I got back to training right away. Um, you know, right now I'm working, I'm, you know, pretty much in fight camp right right now. Um, of course, I, we still got, you know, almost eight weeks to go. So, you know, I'm not peaking yet, of course, but I'm training and I'm getting better every day. You do uh... About three weeks out, do you start really, uh, you know, hitting that the highest level of training that you can, like for your your gas tank? Yeah, exactly. I like to uh, like peak about three weeks before the fight. Yeah, and then kind of maintain that for three weeks right up until the fight. Is it? Um, do you find it like really easy once you're in that peak stage to to get up and can stay consistent, or is it just dreadful to to get up after those days of hard training? You know, it's hard. Um, yeah it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's a grind, you know, to, to be able to perform at a high level in the sport, you need to put in the work, right. You need, you need to grind. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I do have a good gas. I, I know I do have a good gas tank, right. Like I, I know what I'm doing, right. Like obviously what I'm doing works. So yeah, those, those three weeks before the fight are a grind. I usually, uh, kind of take a deload about seven days, seven to 10 days prior to the fight. Um, just, just, you know, just the, when, when fight, com- when the fight time comes, um, to feel good, right. To feel hundred mm-hmm. percent, you know, no bumps or bruises. I usually stop sparring around seven, like, like, yeah, around seven to 10 days out of the fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I usually take a deload. Man, right, you're, right before fight. you're so crispy. Your, your volume striking and your combinations, especially, um, uh, you know, even after being dropped and your ability to put together those combinations, um, you know, hear your corner to move, uh, you know, when you're in, when you're in that, uh, standstill, not, not as much as this last one, there's a lot of movements in this last one. Um, but there was a couple fights ago, I think it was the Muay Thai, uh, the, the fifth one or sixth one 
and I hear your coaches just screaming like, you got to move, you got to move. And you were, you were getting pieced up and you were moving and you were listening in the midst of all that. And this last one, man, especially after getting dropped, coming back like that, putting that power behind that elbow to finish them, even through the guard um, was disgusting. I was, I was really incredible. Thank you. Yeah. It was, no, it was actually uh, it was a right hand. Oh, it was the right hand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and like, so it's a, after you were dropped, was it a, uh, was it a quick recovery or, or were you, were you uh, poker facing it? Well, so, you know, the, the shot that initially hurt me, like I wasn't, it, it was weird. I, like I've never felt this way before. I, uh, I wasn't like rocked. Like I was there, like mentally I was there. My head was there, but uh, I hit, I got hit weird in the ear mm. and I almost had vertigo symptoms in, in the ring. So, well, I, I did. I had vertigo symptoms in the ring. So, like, I, I had trouble seeing shots coming. And Tyson, as soon as he hit me with that shot, he knew it, right? He, he pounced immediately. Um, and I tried not to show it, but uh, obviously uh, he knew. And then he really poured it on, and I couldn't see the shots coming. It wasn't a great feeling. It was actually it was a terrible feeling. It mm-hmm. wasn't a good spot to be in. And I dropped. and. I remember like looking at the canvas when I was on the ground and everything was just going in circles. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I was like, okay, hey, you got to get up, get up. You know, you're already, you, you've been knocked down. You got to get this back. Right. So I got up and I still wasn't hundred percent. Um, but meant like I was there mentally, I was there. Um, the ref asked me if I was okay. He asked me to go to the left. He asked me to go to the right. I did it, but I still felt like I had vertigo symptoms. I, I was still dizzy and there was ringing in my ear and, and then the fight, the, the reps said go fight started and threw a couple shots. I got in the clinch with him. And then finally the ringing went away in my ear and I was a hundred percent. I knew that I was a hundred percent. All the symptoms went away. I was like, okay, go time. Let's get this back. Right. And I just, you know, I went for broke, right? Like I, I, I wanted to knock him down right away again. I wanted to get that finish right away. And uh, that's what I, that's what I did. Right. I knocked him down three times in, in one round and it was, it was madness. It was a, it was a crazy three minutes. It's all you could ask for in a fight. It really is. You know, someone to get knocked down, face adversity, fight through that. Cause you could kind of tell that you were uh, kind of fighting through something there until that switch turned back. And as soon as it did, man, yeah. And fighting through that to get the win in the way you did too. Um, and this is such an incredible route, right? Cause this isn't, now, obviously, already having the WBC Muay Thai title, incredible, already incredible. Like, you can go, you. a lot of people would already just, you know, you could go and defend and you could hang it up and be done and open up a gym and you would be successful. You would be done. You know, that would be your career. You could train multiple world champions and that would be it. But no, 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 not for you, sir. No, no, no. This is why this is so exciting because this is one of the biggest and most exciting sports on the planet and you're getting the road two of the one of the biggest organizations for this one championship which is i am so upset with combat sports media and this is why i've taken this toll my goods not this toll this honor to speak with you folks and to speak with if you looked at any other mma page after john Haggerty won the title the next day you wouldn't see any news on it you know what you saw you saw nate diaz choking out fake logan paul I won't say yeah. the MMA pages, but I, I and I unfollowed them all. There's over a dozen. I didn't see a single one comment on on Haggerty's win. I don't see anyone commenting on Muay Thai World Cup. 
Um, you know, I, I, it's these things, it's, it's more so these clickbait articles or the hypersexualized articles or whatever it may be that kind of get these attention. And, and, and again, some of the fights, uh, the base level of fans, which is sad because the base level is the mass of combat sports fans, it seems, because the true combat sports fans are the people in the gym, yourselves, the athletes, um, the people involved in the sport, and they're the ones that really know and appreciate what it takes to go in because there are people that put their lives on the line. Example, the, the fellow in the States, the young guy, that amateur fellow, the Jermaine family, I believe. Um, you know, he, amateur fight, I think it was one of his first ones, and yeah, bad shot, head hit the canvas, and he's in a coma, fighting a coma. That's oh, I didn't hear about that. That's that's too bad. That's out of here. Yeah, no, for sure. And like going back to what you said about like the media, let's not covering Muay Thai. You know, I think that's going to change very soon, Taylor. Um, you know, like you said, it's the most exciting sport in the world, right? Bar none. Like they're they're going to be forced to eventually, right? Like when 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 you show a casual fan kickboxing and Muay Thai, they're like, what what is that? Like that's that's what we love about MMA, right? That's what we love about the UFC, right? the stand-up right yeah. and a lot of these these casual fans they don't know a sport exists like that right so i think when uh it starts catching on here especially like in north america i think you know kickboxing muay thai is really going to blow up and it and you, you see it already right like it's it's gaining traction like the last couple of years it's gained a ton of traction worldwide right and that, like thanks thanks to one right one is really really bringing kickboxing and muay thai like you know to to the casual fans it is and and how they put it on as well um you know even myself i gotta say you know i didn't grow up and knew i wasn't always a, an mma fanatic or a muay thai fan i slept on it for the longest time been a fan of muay thai and and now when i watch boxing uh i love boxing but i i'm just sitting there like kick leg kick elbow something come on <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like um you know blue balls for fighting honestly yeah, yeah. You know, I I think you know Bader Hari said it best. I don't know if you know who Bader Hari is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably do. Obviously, um, you know, boxing's good, MMA is good. You know, they're they're both great sports, but I think you know kickboxing and Muay Thai is, are, you know, it's the best. It's the greatest sport in the world. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. There's no, because there's no leverage. There's no lull time if it's lull time it's your micro adjusting your your micro planning there's no like you know you see kevin holland going like this while he's blocking a choke like that's just dead time of like i'm safe for a ten there's no i'm safe feeling in muay thai and kickboxing it's constant shit i better be safe shit i better like it's it's not you know especially obviously you know this at, at the like millionth of a second level so um, yeah, it's definitely a different gear, especially when someone that's never seen it before, even even um, UFC fighters that haven't seen Muay Thai, they're just blown away. And they even say, like, if you want to go learn, go train with the Muay Thai guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like, there's nowhere to hide, too, right? Like, even in the clinch, you're getting bombarded with knees to the body, knees to the legs. It's just savage, right? Like, there's literally nowhere to hide. It's it's three, three or five rounds of absolute craziness, right? There's no, there's no boring fight, in my opinion. There, there really isn't. There really isn't. And, and they're not making it, um, you know, any less exciting with the four-ounce gloves. It's just more exciting. It's just more insane. It's just more madness, right? Like, it's just less, less, or I should, like, they're, they're making it better, like, with the four-ounce gloves. Like, it's just, 
Yeah, even especially watching guys like you that can really put it on uh, with that and utilize that. And, you know, that's it's a whole nother game, too. It's all it's so close to bare knuckle where you have to, you know, you're going to get hit in the back of the head if you don't move properly and your guard isn't up back there or something or if you don't move out of the way properly. So for sure, you know, there's not much to those things, right? Like they, they completely changed the game. They actually changed the game more than I thought um, before fighting in them. You know, I think that shot that came through to my ear that that hit me in the ear wouldn't have came through like that if it was a 10 ounce glove right 100%. so yeah like the, the range is different the defense is different you know they completely changed the game and i think for, for for the better right it's 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 extremely exciting to the spectator oh it absolutely is one of my favorite fights being uh wang tai and uh liam harrison oh wild yeah crazy yeah, anyone that's watching this stop and go watch that right now because it's uh that's that's worth all the time in the world and and then go and we just praise the television and in front of them and just you know hope that they feel their praise because those kind of fights when you leave it all in there you know man when you're dropped and you got to get up and face adversity and you come out with the win and even if you come off with the lose like props to Muay Thai as well those fights are stamped in time forever man and those those are what true fight fans like you, yourself as well, just appreciate. And that's what like, like even to get it even to a bigger perspective, that's what like the gods, the fight gods and like all the warriors, because that's, you know, on top of honoring the sport and all that, it's also honoring all the greats, everyone that stepped in there. You want to do all these guys right. You know, I just to think that Raymond Deckers is looking down and watching, you know, you perform or something, that's just like tingling to like actually think that that's a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I want to I ask you like who, who really inspired you to start fighting? Um, you know what? Before I started fighting Taylor, I never, I never really watched it. Like I watched the odd boxing fight that was on TV, um, but like I didn't really know any any of the names aside from like the big names like Tyson and stuff, right? Um, I really just started fighting to get into shape, right? I, like I literally just I just quit hockey. Um, I had nothing really else to do. I wanted just just an outlet. So I started, uh, started kickboxing and, uh, turn, turns out I like, I really enjoyed it. And I was, I trained for about three months and, uh, my uh, coach asked me if I wanted to fight, I wanted to try it. And I was like, sure, let's, let's, let, let's try it. Let's do it. And, uh, had my first amateur fight. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I just been, been hooked. Right. And then early on in my career, I really started watching guys like, like Nikki Holtzkin, um, in glory. Uh, like Joe Valtellini, um, you know, th those guys I, I, I really looked up to. Um, I, I still look up to this to this day. They're legends. Um, but yeah, like watching Nikki Holtzkin early on in my career, I was like, I, I want to be like that guy, right? That guy's legit. That guy's sick, right? I just I just loved watching his fights. Monster, like what you had seen, like what movies kind of want to script their, their fights on, honestly. They would want to copy those styles of fights to make them seem yeah. as like most the most brutal that you can get because that's what they were and that's what they are. Uh, it's, it's incredible, man. Um, are, whereabouts are you from originally? Where were you born? Uh, born and raised in Lethbridge, Alberta. And I still live here. Okay. That's amazing. I lived in Banff uh, for a little while. I know you went on a little trip to Canmore a little while ago there. Yeah. Yeah. I went there a couple of weeks ago. Be beautiful area. It is absolutely. Yeah. I was cooking yeah. at a restaurant in Banff there. Um, but yeah, Alberta, Alberta is beautiful. I'll, I'll be coming through for the charity bash. Um, and I definitely am making sure I'm coming through for the semifinal. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, I'm going to be there. Great. 
yeah, I'll be there with the camera and the whole nine yards. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm, um, it'll be my first Muay Thai, my first Muay Thai live event. Okay. And nice. I'm honored that it'll be, uh, watching you, man. It's, it's, and just knowing where you're going to go too, man, because I, I, and I don't attain anything, but I just, I'm very excited. So. No, thank you. It'll be great to have you there. Thank you, man. And, and there's nothing like being at a live event, right? Like the energy is just completely different, right? Like, you know, watching it on TV, of course, it's cool. It's awesome. You get a very good view. You can see everything. But uh, a live event with, with the crowd going crazy and stuff, it just, it's completely different. I think everyone needs to experience it. I'll probably scream my trachea out, man, because I almost lost my voice just watching John win the title through the television. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was insane. Congrats, congrats to him. That, that, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just how, like, again, like, you know, the next day, you know, all the other MMA, you know, it's just that fake Logan Paul guy getting choked out by Nate Diaz and some other bullshit and that's not being covered. You know, it's just, it's just a pure disrespect to that sport. So, um, you know, yeah, for sure. really trying to bring, bring a light to that. Are you familiar with the name crew pot at all? Trainer? In uh, that I'm not, I'm not, no, no. Used to fight uh, on Channel Three and in Lumpini and and Raja Madaren, or am I, am I saying that right? Ramaj Ramaj Yeah, something like that. I I yeah. can't probably can't pronounce it right myself. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> so he fought in the eighties and nineties, but he opened up a gym um, a while ago in Thailand. There, he's training, and there was a video of him. He was kind of um, sparring with Sanchai, and they're in the clinch, and he was just making making Sanchai obviously, you know when you guys are, are uh, sparring, you go a little bit easier on each other. So mm -hmm. how, how much gas Sanchai was putting behind it. But uh, crew was just really, really putting the work on him. And he, he was talking about like just these different ways to defeat these fighters that look like they're impossible to fight. Um, and what he was saying was just like forward pressure, not stopping um, forward push knees um, and just like not having like a break on your, on your, uh, on your game plan. And that's, so, you know, seeing you come out with a flying knee, uh, you know, right after they, you know, and you come out running flying knee, full gas tank. I love seeing that, man. It's just nonstop. That, that was the one against uh, Tyler Seep defending my title. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The one you just shared. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. So... What's um what's your favorite thing to do in the gym when you're in there? Is it pad work? Is it kicks? Is it just shadow boxing? What's your go-to when you just want to have a good time as you're training to kind of get into your mindset of of uh you know getting into that uh really hard work of training? You know, I think I I prefer sparring the most, Taylor. You know, it's the closest thing you're gonna get to an actual fight. Um, and it, you know, it can be playful too, right? It doesn't have to be full tilt, right? Sparring is not, not a fight. It's the closest thing you're going to get to a fight, but it's not a fight. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, my favorite thing to do in the gym is sparring, but I like everything. I like bag work. I like pad work. I like shadow boxing. I like everything about it. Right. That's why I'm there every day. Right. So that makes it easy too. And that's, that's what Sean Strickland, like it's that mentality of like, we're not here to swim. We're not here to, you know, go in an ice bath as much as that helps. We're here to fight. You know, you better be, you better be practicing that. You better spar. So, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely cut back on the sparring outside of fight camp. Um, you know, I try to limit, limit the hits to the head as as much as I can, right? Just like knowing what we know about uh, concussions and stuff like that, right? Brain trauma. Um, but you know, 
at PFA, uh, we, we smart, we spar very smart, smart, but, uh, definitely like before the, before the fight, like six weeks out, we definitely wrap up the sparring, right? We, I do do a little bit of hard sparring, right? I, I think that's necessary in yeah. fight camp. Um, but outside of fight camp, I definitely lim limit the hard sparring. What got you into the four-man tournament, uh, the four-man Sutina? Actually, it was, there was an open spot. Like, yeah, so originally I wasn't, I wasn't signed up to be in it. But I seen, I was scrolling through social media and I seen there was a, an, op an open spot. And I wasn't even a professional yet, right? It was, as you know, it was a pro tournament. And I think Jake, um, Jake Peacock, he, I think he was the, was the one that uh, was booted out of the tournament. Not booted, I, th I think he, I don't know, some lion fights or something like that. I'm not too sure what happened, but I seen there was an open spot. And when I went to my coach and I was like, there's an open spot in this tournament. It seems like a really good opportunity. And uh, I was like, let, let, let's see if I, if I can get in. So uh, my, my coach, Brad Wall, he contacted Kieran and uh, Kieran's like, absolutely. And I was like, awesome. And like being, being like, being not a professional yet, right? Like all these guys were pretty uh, experienced pros mm -hmm. at the time. And, uh, you know, making my pro debut on a tournament like that, you know, that that's big, right? Yeah. So I was absolutely pumped when I heard I, you know, I was going to be a part of this tournament. And it really kickstarted my pro career, right? Like winning in that tournament uh, really put me on the scene quick. Mm -hmm. I think I think that was an excellent way to start off my pro career. It was a gamble for sure, right? Because you know most guys when they start start their pro career, they take an easier fight, right? First couple fights, easy, easier fights. Um, you know, slow, slowly get going. But uh, no, I went right into the deep end right away. Yeah. Um, and I fought uh, a tough guy named Cody Lascar. Um, I I. I don't know exactly how many fights Cody had at the time. I, I believe, you know, around, around 10 pro fights and probably uh, a big amateur career as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I beat him and it was a three round, it was a good three rounds. Um, I believe I won, won all three rounds. And then in the final, I fought uh, Lance Dixon, who was, who was obviously in the road to one. He got, uh, he got finished there, um, which I was surprised about, but uh, yeah, Lance, really tough guy, really powerful guy. He's got really, really hard punches um came came up with the unanimous decision in the final there against him so yeah it was a it's a big big way to start off my uh, pro career winning that uh, Sutina four-man tournament especially with um you know I, to say like Kieran's blessing I guess hey with that like those kind of eyes with that uh stature uh watching your your start as well um and you know kind of not you know you're guiding yourself but also to kind of just like you know here's a road you can take it and obviously in this as well um, there's a lot of sports where you can kind of bullshit it and there's a team behind you. Um, but you know, in, in team sports in full, like this is a team sport, but in full team sports too, there's guys on the, on the bench that are winning the title, right? This is all when it's, when it's game time. Yes, it is you and your team. But again, the performance you getting up off the mat, uh, is all, all, all up to you too. So again, that's, uh, you know, for, for you to get up off the mat continuously for this road as well. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't, you know, contain my excitement because again muay thai one championship the fact that it's exploding i think we're really in for just a massive massive wave like you said too um of how the media will be covering it because they'll be forced to once once the light the proper light is brought to it for sure for sure and i, and I listened to your uh, interview with kieran that you did and uh kieran was saying like canada needs needs a star right like that, that that's what we need in order to bring this uh the sport to a new level here 100%. And, you know, I, I believe I can be that, Taylor. Um, 
you know, I just turned 27. I believe I'm just coming into myself as a fighter now. Um, you know, the best is yet to come. I, I'm, I'm literally, I believe I'm just getting started. Um, so, yeah, I believe I can be, you know, I can be the next star for Muay Thai in, in Canada and worldwide. With what, you're, with what you're doing and the work you're putting behind it, I know that for a fact, 100%, 100%. There's no way, there's no, again, when the proper light is brought to it, there's no, you can't deny, you can't deny the purity of the work, the passion of the work, how much is being left in that ring for the sport again, because it's, it's also condensed again from other sports because you're seeing so much being put in through these three minute rounds it's it, or three or five minute rounds you know it's so much it's so much action is forced uh even more so than any other sport in muay thai and kickboxing as we spoke on already just from you know all the adjustments and there's no safe zones for sure especially with what one is doing right like the three three minute rounds there's no time right when you have five rounds you know, you can you can use those first one or two rounds to feel feel your opponent out a little bit. The three rounds, it's just an absolute sprint, right? It's madness. You you have to go. You have no time. You cannot give up a round, right? So, I think it makes the three threes makes makes the sport uh, very exciting. I think what what one is doing is uh, is yeah very exciting. I think they're changing the game, and it, for for the better. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely for the better for sure. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what Shatri and, and their team is really bringing, um, especially with the first first uh, North American. I'm I'm surprised it took this long too for the first North American event to happen here, but I guess that just really shows how long it's taken to gain traction um, on the side of the planet as well for all of this. Because most of the you know even looking at UFC, man, uh, I'm sure you know this as well. It's you know some main events are being covered. Um, you know the championship sure will maybe maybe get covered, um, but it's not really truly being dived into unless you're watching um you know um the ufc podcasts that are being put out you know by john anik or matt sarah or bisping whoever's working in the media directly uh, yeah. you're really seeing a direct link between that again I, and i, I kind of asked you that on purpose too is with the uh you know i was obviously i, I am interested with just the it's the age-old question of how do you feel after the win and it's it's the most you know we all want to know how you feel after the win, but you know, we all, we all, we already kind of know, right. We want to know even more about you too. And I think that's, that's what the part of uh, the media doesn't really do too much. It's just your same, your same basic questions of how's training camp. How are you feeling? Good stuff. We'll reconnect later. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that, that's why, like, I appreciate your work, Taylor. Um, I really appreciate you sharing all my videos and stuff. You're, you're, you know, you're getting my name out there and, and everything like i i really appreciate what you're doing and i think a lot of other guys do too bro i am just a conduit i don't even like want my name out there because i'm literally just firing the gun of like i feel like i was just like you guys you again you you guys are the one that's putting in the work i just get to talk with you guys and be that kind of like that outlet i guess you could say um and it's it's more it's such because dude i hated my job i hated my job with a passion I truly, yeah. I was good at my job, excellent at my job, hated my job so much. And it was, it was built upon um, the community of what it, it, I was a chef, I was running restaurants. Okay. And, okay. and it's, it's kind of come into this of, and I'm sure you're, you've seen this too, and just the general public of, it's kind of cool to shit on everything, right? It's kind of, you know, let's say, let's say earlier today, I got cut off. Or, or if someone, you know, there's a little minor accident and it caused me to be late for something. And I came into this 
Cody, I was late. This, this, you know, this lady, blah, blah, blah. And the last week this, and you know, it just, it kind of seems to be the narrative of everyone's life to just be focused on these kind of small shitty things that happen. And we can kind of just look over and, mm -hmm. um, and part of why this is so, um, I feel like this is such an honor. It, 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 it relates those things. So think about getting dropped and then getting up and having to perform. Now think about like, a minor inconvenience in your life and then just moving forward with your day with a good attitude like the the difficulty in those things is so different like if you get dropped and you have to put on that face and then go be physical against someone opposed to and i look at things in a very extreme way and this is why it touches me so much is that when you when i see that adversity that you guys put on it just it's made me so much better and i don't like to make this about me it's just it's made me so much better from everything that I do, I stop and I think like, man, these guys get dropped and, and they always, you know, everyone I've spoken with, including yourself, there's Instagram models that have more ego than you guys. And you guys are world champions. It blows mm -hmm. my mind. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad you, you found something that you, you love too, Taylor. I'm, I'm, you know, that's awesome that you, uh, you had the balls to to quit, to quit that job and, uh, to move on and, and find something that, uh, you enjoy and you're passionate about that's thanks. great to hear thank you thank you well and and again too that's all thanks to you guys too because it's what you guys do that brings that excitement right and and i going back to me just being a conduit i just i just get to talk about it and bring that light to you know some of my friends that don't even know about fighting you know one of them watched and they're like man like i didn't know that guy now i want to go fight and it's like well yeah. just cool. go into the gym and you know do some martial arts and just you know learn more about yourself first because that's again just getting back to centering yourself yeah yeah and, and you know like going back to what you said about like getting dropped and you know facing adversity and getting up you know uh, like i i want to be able to to inspire people too taylor like you know when people see that they're they're like okay, okay well you know that minor inconvenience inconvenience i had at work today wasn't such a big deal right i didn't get my 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 uh head my head wrong right like <laughs> dude like, seriously you know, I, I, I don't, I didn't have to put my life on the line. Right. And, and such, such a big deal. Right. And it inspires them to, you know, get up, you know, push forward, you know, get, get through this hard time and, uh, you know, keep going. You know, it was funny rewatching your fight last night. I forgot that you got dropped. And so when I, it was like watching it for the first time again, cause I got, I was like, no, I thought I thought you were losing for a second. And then I was like, Oh no, it's not over. It's not over. So I get so into it watching man. And, and uh yeah no I, i'll you'll definitely be on the on the list of people who i think of when i'm about to get pissed off it's like, awesome dude. awesome hey go, going back to that fight too taylor like that's not how i you know pictured that fight to go that's not how i wanted that fight to go right i'm yeah. glad i was able to get up face adversity you know and uh come up with the win yeah I, I think you know that's awesome right i, I, was, I was glad i was i'm, gl I'm glad I'm, i was able to do that um but i wanted to fight a smarter fight right um I wanted to show some some new things I've I've been working on and you know I didn't get to right um, but uh, I got to show that I could I could face adversity and you know push through and and get the win and and, and fight a a dog fight right um, so that was awesome but uh, my next fight I want to show I want to show some new things that I've been working on and uh, I'm I'm excited I'm I think I'm gonna really uh, stun the crowd here on June seventeenth hundred percent a hundred percent and it, you know it's honestly um for the people that i've spoken with too that have even taken losses too it's for you to get dropped there too it's you know now you have that that 
um, that lesson, right? Like again, with the smaller gloves, like shit, like you, and, and again, even if you do cover, um, you know, right against your ear, you're, people don't understand how much power is going into these things. So even when you are covered up, you're still going to get rung up, right? Like if you are blocked, uh, trying to cover up the side, um, it'll you're go still taking damage a hundred percent. Yeah. So even, even when you're, even when you're in guard, you are taking, you know, shots through because, you know, you, it's, it's you against other youths, right? Everyone's, you know, you, you got to kind of take that in stride of, um, you know, how much resolve these people have, how much they're going to, you know, willing to go, you know, they might be just as willing, if not more willing to go than you. So you got to make sure that, uh, you know, every single part is being covered. And, and obviously, you know, if you're, you know, if you're covering up one spot, you're getting touched up everywhere else, the sport of eight limbs. So. For sure. And, and if you are utilizing that like kickboxing, kickboxing Dutch cell, shell, that's what I call it. That's mm -hmm. what most people call it. It's not like this, like, in a typical boxing glove, right? You, you can't do that because your knuckles are hitting your, hit you in the head, right? Especially if they make impact. It's got to be like this. It's got to be fingers exposed, right? So that was one thing that uh, I had to change up, right? When, whenever I utilize that shell, I'd have to, you know, have my fingers exposed on my face, not like this. Oh, I didn't close, know. Right? Hey, that's cool to notice. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. That makes all the difference too. It's all these micro adjustments that are made. And, and it's also what makes the sport so interesting too, because people don't understand the, uh, the micro millisecond adjustments that need to be made here. Cause sometimes you, you don't need to do that. Sometimes it needs to be the opposite or, or even what happens in uh you know, switching stances, how it opens up the body kick. You know, people don't realize the the difference in, in uh, stance switching too. And, and it's actually like praised heavily how flawlessly Muay Thai kickboxing fighters switch stances um, comparatively to MMA and boxers more generally. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you're, if you're a, a southpaw fighting an orthodox fighter, you know, that left kick is that it's got a, you got a perfect angle for that kick. Right. And that left cross comes straight down the middle. Right. And same, same goes for the orthodox fighter when, when fighting a southpaw, right. That right hand comes, can come straight down the middle, that right kick, perfect angle for that right across the body. Right. Um, but you know, southpaws, they're used to fighting orthodox fighters all the time. Right. They fight, Orthodox fighters, or they spar Orthodox fighters 95% of the time. Whereas Orthodox fighters, they spar and fight southpaws probably less than 5% of the time, right? So southpaws have a big advantage that way. Why do you think they don't train up that as much? Like, I know it's getting more popular now, but why Why do you think in the past that hasn't been a thing? Like, you'd think that, you know, you'd want to cover all areas, especially with these high-level coaches and fighters. You know, I think for a long time, like, for some reason, I'm not too sure why lots of coaches uh, look down on stance switching. Um, really? Yeah, I, I'm not too sure why they, you know, I've heard that quite a bit from from a few different coaches. Like I've, I've only had one one coach all my life, um, but like just talking to other coaches, you know, they just, they don't like, they don't like stance switching. They think that uh, you, should ortho, you should be orthodox or southpaw, right? Um, I think that's changing now. I think you're seeing guys switching stances a lot more in kickboxing and Muay Thai. And I think it's going to, I think you're going to have to be able to switch stances here soon. Right. Cause the game is always involved, always evolving. Right. It it's always evolving. Right. And uh, you, you have to be with the times. Right. And uh, if your opponent knows how to switch stance, you have to too. Right. Seriously. Cause he, he's going to have a huge advantage of, on you. If he knows how to switch stances all the time. Cause say like, 
I'm going, I'm attacking that uh, rear leg. I'm sorry, that lead leg on my opponent, right? And he's, he's orthodox. And I'm hammering that leg. I'm hammering that leg. And all of a sudden, he switches stance mid-fight. And he's southpaw now. That leg, all of a sudden, it's not there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So my attack is completely gone, right? What's working for me is completely gone, right? So, yeah, it, it, it's a huge advantage to be able to switch stances in the sport. And uh, that's something that uh, I do lots in the gym. I haven't shown it in my fights as much. A little bit here and there I have. I've shown glimpses of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to show it more and more. It's it's easy to see that you you can work on it because when you do, it's it's more of because a lot of people when they do switch stances, they have to reset to start striking again. Um yeah. like to, to do a reset motion and yours is almost just right off the cusp. As soon as you switch stances, you're right back into it, as opposed to having to do so a lot of it, you know, um, even just training in the gym or something, they'll have to do an initial motion to like show that they've switched the stance, you know, do an arm thing or do or do a leg motion, whereas yours is more of a, a step or a flow into. Uh, when you switch the stance to go to to uh, continue the fighting and and um, for the game evolving too, I was just talking about with Gabriel about this. You know, it's it's you're seeing some of the best wrestling out of Dagestan, right? Like talking myth, mixed martial arts. Um, now you're seeing some of the best striking um, from Muay Thai, and this is being more brought up. More, you know, even UFC fighters are are being brought out to uh, Thailand to go train out there to train Muay Thai. Um, mm-hmm. So like. Soon you'll have those fighters that have honed all of those of the mixture. So let's say they've gone to Dagestan for, for two years to do training there. And they've gone, you know, they've done, they've more so honed that. And then they've become a coach. Then you have someone that's coached and been under, you know, Dagestan wrestling under, you know, Muay Thai striking, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So, and so the game is consistently, especially with the introduction of, of uh, the four ounce gloves too. Now, now Muay Thai is different. So everyone, it's just a constant learning. And everyone gets better too. So it's learning off of each other and it makes it so exciting. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's nutty, man. Um, so for kickboxing, did you, so was it kickboxing that you started with or Taekwondo? Uh, kickboxing. Kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah. My first fight was actually, well, it was a modified. Yeah, we're back. All right. So back to your, uh, your first fight there, modified Muay Thai kickboxing. Yeah. So it was a, it was a modified Muay Thai fight. Um, Punches, kicks, knees, and you can come and you can clinch. Just no levels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. That's one thing that's in really I, I uh, spoke with Regan Ursel about was the ability to uh, be able to hold back and transition. Uh, you know, especially being a champion in both sports, at lightweight in one, um, having that that uh, control to to switch. You know, it's obvious that comes with all the skill, the stance switching all the time in the gym and all this time at Sityeondong as well. And um, it's, it's you know, I, I I almost get offended when people don't know Riggy Nersel's name. You know, it's, it's nuts. It hurts. He's a great fighter for sure. You know, I've been yeah. watching him for a little bit now too. And yeah, he's, he's super exciting to watch. And uh, his ability to transition from uh, kickboxing to Muay Thai and back is, uh, is pretty impressive. You uh, are you familiar with Tagir Kalilov? Uh, I yes, yes, I have watched a couple of his fights on one. It's, for sure, there was that viral clip of him uh, piecing up Rod Tang. That was that one big clip going around where Rod Tang took I think three or four hooks to the face and then just went like this. I was like, what I've seen that. Yeah. So that was yeah, and that was Tagir Kalilov, and and many people don't know his name, 
even though that was one of the most viewed one championship videos. And what I got to point out too here is that we need to give him his flowers in this as well, because he took a fight against Iron Man for his one, I believe, I believe this was his one championship debut on seven days or 10 days notice. Oh, crazy. That's a big debut. Yeah. That's a big debut. And he went the distance, got dropped, got up, pieced him up multiple times. Um, slightly rock, you know, like it's impossible to rock him, but slightly rocked him at one point as well and got combos off on this guy. And, and again, it can get a little um, reckless in Muay Thai, I know. So sometimes a combo can come up and it's just, you're going to hit it um, just because, you know, um, you know, can leave the chin, especially with Rod Tang with how ballsy he is too. But uh, yeah, yeah. For Tagir to do that. And then, um, yeah, his next, it was funny. The I woke up in the middle of the night and came out having a hard time sleeping and i turn on and thank god for one championship because muay thai was on at four in the morning <laughs> nice <laughs> like what could you ask for man like no matter yeah. what people like hitman hitman fight league from liam like there's constantly something and it's just getting bigger and bigger did you watch that show i did yeah yeah and luke, luke skywalker went in that man that's massive okay yeah nice yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i didn't watch it but uh i heard it was a good show I, I caught highlights to watch, like, to piece up as much as I could, and um, I'll, I'll be speaking with Luke as well in the future as well, man. I'm trying to speak with all all you guys that are just the monsters, monsters of the sport, man. It's, it's again, it's an honor. Awesome, awesome, yeah, thank you, thank you. Of course, of course. So, personal stuff, what do, what do you like to do uh, besides beating the shit out of each other and, um, you know, sparring and just, you know, um, obviously I say that in a, in a respectful way of it, it hones hones the body mind and soul i purely mean that out of that way no but, no for sure yeah i get it okay, yeah. yeah but yeah what, what what does cody like to do on his time off fly fishing taylor i love fly fishing oh, shit. yeah I, yeah i've been fly fishing ever since i was uh just a small small kid um yeah i've been doing it for years i it's what i enjoy when i'm not uh not in the gym i just like to to be outside i like to be in nature um yeah I, I love fly fishing. Fuck, I'll have to come out sometime, man. I do enjoy some fishing. I'll have to come. Do you? Yeah? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't done fly, but I've done a lot of fishing in my days. I grew up in uh in Kenora, it was Ontario, in some areas as well, and it was all like just lake country and, and beautiful. And, and you know, whenever I get a chance to go on the boat with my uncle, that'd be nice. But even just being on the dock, just you know, just silence. You know, have a have a couple of beer or just having some you know, having a coffee, whatever the hell it is. Just just sitting there, man. Especially. That's the times when people, um, you know, there's some, some of those moments, it's just like fighting too, where you're like, I'm never going to forget this, right? There's those, like those couple, like 10 second clips where you're just like, this is, this is it. hundred percent. Yeah. Some great memories are made for sure. Mm -hmm. Fishing. Um, what, what'd you catch out there, Taylor? Um, so in, in Kenora, it was so, one of my first fish. I was lucky. It was a jackfish. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and those are, those are like mean motherfuckers, but more so pickerel and it was more so just pickerel. You, get a you lot never caught, any, pickerel you never caught any musky out there? No, not myself. No, there's a lot of catfish in Winnipeg and uh, in Lockport as well at the locks. Um, a lot of my buddies, I haven't done a lot of fishing in the locks because that's where a lot of them in the Red River as well is uh, that goes through Winnipeg there. Yeah. But uh, no, it, whenever I would get a chance to go fishing, it was more so in Ontario, and, and that seemed to be the only one I get. And besides that, I had shit luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not always great, right? But uh, 
what do they say? Uh, a good day of fishing is better than a bad day at work. Oh, that's so true, man. That's so true. Absolutely. Um, traveling wise, do you do, do you do, um, you know, you went to Canmore, do you enjoy it? Do you like to go out um, before the COVID? Do you have any, uh, you know, travel aspirations that kind of got cut short or? Um, no, not, not really Taylor. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really like to travel that, that much. You know, I like, I like where I live. I like Lethbridge. I like Alberta. I like the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the outdoors here, like fishing here. Um, I don't mind going to like a tropical place, you know, every once in a while. I, I was in the Dominican actually in uh, February, my girlfriend and I went out there. Nice. Well, I mean, you're at uh, your peak nature conditions too. So you're not really having to chase much. Sorry. You're at like the peak, like peak nature conditions as well, right? Like with the mountains and the rivers and all that, you don't really have to go far to have a great time. For sure. Like Lethbridge is a good ba home base, right? You got Calgary, you know, two hours to the north. You got the mountains, you know, it's an hour to the west. And you got Montana right there too, right? So awesome. yeah, I, I think, you know, Lethbridge is great. Have you uh, been to the Hoodoos at all? I haven't. No, that's, no, I have never been there. Have you, have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. And then there's the, uh, the, the big old dinosaur at that, uh, the museum there. What's, what's that museum called? The, the Ty Tyrell museum. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I went there a couple of years ago. That place is awesome. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I've, I've I was there. I don't know. I must've been 12, 13 years old. I, I hardly even remember it. <laughs> so semifinal that's June. June 17th. June 17th. And then how, so is it, it's about 12 weeks in between, eight, 10 weeks in between these uh, tournaments? I think this one was about 12 weeks. 12 weeks? Yeah. So probably another, then, another 12 to the final? No, actually, uh, there's a bigger span there. Uh, November 25th is the, the final. Oh, wow. Is that going to be held in uh, Alberta as well? That's going to be held at Grey Eagle in Calgary too. Yeah, same place. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, that's good, yep. especially for people to know. So if they if they get to go, or if they go and have the time, they have you know again to look forward to to go back as well, um, and that just makes it easy as well to follow too. So, what is um, Muay Thai Cup being um, like streamed on for people to watch that they don't know? I think the last one was on HN Live. I think okay. it's called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the streaming streaming platform uh, Muay Thai World Cup has right now. Nice. Yeah. Who are some fighters that are catching your eye specifically right now? Regionally or internationally? Um, let's do both. Let's do both. Obviously, you know, Jake. Jake's doing big things right now. Yeah. Uh, he's the, the WBC champ at uh, 47. Uh, and he's in the, the 45 pound road to one tournament. So yeah, he, he's doing big things right now. His last fight was also, you know, wild against uh, Abdu. Um, who else? You know, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, an MMA fighter, actually, that I that I train with. Is also doing big, big things right now in uh, over in that sport. Uh, Tom O'Connor. Tom O'Connor. Okay, I'm not familiar with the name. Uh, yeah, he fights at 145, 155. I believe he's was he's, he has to be top five at at 45 and 55 right now in Canada. He, he, he's, he's definitely in the top five, but uh, yeah, anyway, big shout out to him. You know, he's good. His standup's good too. His grappling's good. He overall, he's just, his, his overall MMA game is, is quite good. Um, yeah, I, I would check him out for sure. 
definitely because and that just goes to show how many people are being slept on too because i i like to you know at least try and hope and like try and keep up as much as i can but it just goes to show how many people are are involved with the sport and putting on excellent displays in there uh yeah for sure and, and another one too uh kate clement that uh, name does ring a bell she's fighting for the vacant uh i believe 118 pound woman's title wbc mm -hmm. on Muay Thai world cup on uh, june 17th as well yeah, that's probably why that probably why it runs a bell. Okay. Uh, she's making her uh, pro debut. Okay. On that show, uh, but uh, you know she's been fighting at a like as an amateur, she's been fighting at a high level. I she she trains like a pro. She lives like a professional athlete. She she she's been living like a prof professional athlete for for years now, right? So, yeah, she fought high level as an amateur. I think she's gonna do big things on the on the pro scene. I think she's gonna you know capture that WBC title, and uh, you know she you could see her in one one day as well the uh the world cup too it it like the production wise as well it looks like one championship too like not that they're copying it at all it just it, like the production wise the style of filming as well it looks really good in there the angles are getting um on top of the action that is combined with it just it just fits so perfectly for for like just mind not mind numbing mind melting striking 100 percent, yeah what they're doing over there is is remarkable like you know before the Muay Thai World Cup in Canada, there wasn't really a place to fight as a professional kickboxer or Muay Thai athlete, right? Before Kieran came along. So, you know, oh. him, him, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like the odd MMA show would have a pro pro kickboxer or Muay Thai fight, but that's that's about it, right? Um, you know, Kieran came here and started the Muay Thai World Cup. And ever since then, like kickboxing and Muay Thai has grown huge. So big props to Kieran. Huge props to him, man. You know, th thank you to him for uh, providing us this platform and, uh, you know, a road to get to big shows like like one. I was watching, uh, prior to chatting with him, uh, I was watching an old interview with him. It was before he came out. and um, Hence the, the name of the, the edition, the Dreamer edition there, because everyone calling him a Dreamer. And, and just part of that's it just fits so well with, with um, you know, you folks as well. You know, you tell someone like, yeah, I'm a professional fighter you know, especially going up or, or, or training for it, you know, I could just, um, you know, think of, you know, even just the second thoughts of how old school guys or, you know, people that just like, well, no, you should go and get a job. Like, well, no, I do have a job and it means the world to me. And I, I care about this more than anything on the planet. And not only this, it's going to help people get better, including myself. And I could, I can be an inspiration to other people. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah, Mar it, it, it should be revered as the best sport on the planet 100% because there's no lying in any part of it. Like, like I said, too, you know, there's no, there's no safety. There's like you said, there's no safety. Like I said, there's no bench that you can be you know, sat upon to win the title with, you know, you can't be a backup goalie in Muay Thai and win a title. For sure. For sure. Like, and I think it'll get there, Taylor. I just, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer. Right. I think. Um, but that you like, like, like we were talking about last couple of years, it's made huge ground. Right. And uh, I think uh, in another couple of years, it's going to be even bigger, right? I think with 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 time, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, I, and I'm I'm really excited to see what where it goes, and I and I want to be a big part of it as well, right? Like I like like we were talking about before, like you know, Canada needs a star, and I want to be that star, right? I I want to be the star that represents this this country and this sport, right, worldwide, dude, and especially with that like. That's like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Skyrim at all. I'm not, no, no. There's, there's a certain part in the beginning of the game where 
um, you know, the elders of the mountain, they make this like sky shattering scream. And it's like the, the calling of the dragonborn. And it's like, that's kind of what's happened here is like the elders have called, like they need someone. And now it's who's going to trek the mountain, the 8,000 steps up to go and take that, you know, and it's, it's really exciting, especially for someone like yourself that's hungry, that knows that that shot is there. Because once someone, once someone with your, your level, with that passion, um, and like the, the team behind, behind you as well to get there, it's, it's, you, there is no other formula to like make a star, to make someone that's exciting in, in this sport too. For sure. For sure. And I think you said something good there, like team, right? Like, yes, this is an individual sport, right? When you get in that ring, it's just you in there, right? But it takes a team to get there, right? You know, a, a team of teammates, uh, coach, good coaches, good manager, um, you know, good gym overall, good support, uh, sponsors, you know, it, it takes a whole team to make someone successful in this sport. And uh, I'm very thankful that I have, I have all that. I have amazing coaches, um, Brad Walling, uh, Connor Derry, you know, I have an amazing gym uh, at Progressive Fighting Academy. I have uh, amazing teammates there, right? Great training partners, guys like Tom O'Connor, uh, Kate Clements, and uh, actually my, my coach, Connor Derry also trains with me and he also manages me as well at the moment. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky that, uh, that I have the team that I do. I, it would be an honor too to have uh, all of those folks on in the future as well, just to talk about, um, you know, the team. Cause I, I like to not only make a relationship with, with one of the stars from, from the, you know, the gym or, or whoever, you know, has the title too. Um, I also like to talk with, with those people that, cause like you said, it's a team, right. And so like, without those people there too, you wouldn't be who you are today. You need that team. You need those people there. You need, you need someone to, to practice with and to do those, those fun sparring sessions with, because that, that's some of the, you know, where you learn the most about yourself too. And you, you know, you get hit accidentally a little bit too hard. You know, you just, move, you know, you learn these little things. And especially when you have a team where you can go in every day and not be worried about, you know, these little micro things that regular jobs that we have to deal with, you know, like, Oh, how is this person going to react to me or, or, um, you know, how did last, how did last session go? Are they going to be all right? Like more so in the gym, it's not really found in that style because what you see is what you get, you know, it's, it's not a really a lot of BS behind people in martial arts. No, you can't fake it. Right. Cause if you no. fake it, you're going to be exposed, right? Come fight time. You're going to be exposed. So yeah, you can't fake it in this sport. That's the best. So it's like, yeah, it's, and there's so there, there, there aren't many other things that, that you can, you can relate that to because there's so many, you know, now, now even with ai like you can there's so many things that can just be faked um and and this is something that can't be especially when it's you know all eyes on one single opponent um or one single <coughs> one single man against another so it's it's cool to see and again top sport in the planet for sure yeah for sure for sure no doubt about it so okay internationally who are you looking at who who's catching your eye Obviously, Rod Tang, he's, he's super exciting, right? I, I, I don't want to fight like Rod Tang. Um, you know, <laughs> the guy's a savage, right? Like, he almost prides himself on how many shots he can take, right? Yeah. Um, guy that I don't want to emulate, but super exciting, exciting to watch. Um, you know, Reagan Ursel, actually. Sick, sick, sick fighter. Super talented, right? 
And like we were saying, his ability to transition from Muay Thai to kickboxing is, is so impressive, right? And he utilizes like kind of a kickboxing style in Muay Thai, which is, you know, super impressive. And that's something that, you know, I like to do myself too, right? Like I, I look at myself as more of a kickboxer fighting Muay Thai, right? Um, and honestly, Taylor, like I do prefer the K, like I, I love Muay Thai and kickboxing. Don't get me wrong here. But I do prefer the K1 rules, the kickboxing rules, just a little bit more. Uh, can you, can being, you, I, even myself, I actually don't know the difference between those rules. You know, Muay Thai, you got the clinch and yeah. you got the elbows, right? Uh, kickboxing, you know, depends what rules, uh, like K1 rules, I believe you can come in and clinch and throw like one knee, right? But the clinch is broken up immediately, right? Ah, uh, so I didn't know the difference in the kickboxing rules because I knew I I knew the the elbow stuff, but obviously the uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No elbow, no, no elbows, obviously. Um, I just think uh, the K one rules that just makes for more of an exciting fight, and you know the reason being I prefer uh, the the K one rules over the Muay Thai rules is uh the elbows. Like I like throwing elbows. Don't get me wrong. I think elbows are awesome, but you know you could be winning a fight. Say you have a five round fight, title fight. You're winning, you're winning four four rounds to, to one or four, four rounds to none, sorry, or whatever. And uh, you get cut. You know, elbows cut so easy, yeah. right? Yeah. And doctor stops it. Yeah, we've seen this, of course. Yes. So yeah. uh, that, that, that's exactly why I prefer uh, the K1 rules a little bit more. Actually, Taylor, I don't know if you watched this fight, but uh, my only loss as a professional was against a guy down uh, in a, a guy named Brian Del Rosario. I fought in uh, California on a WCK Muay Thai. It was for uh, it was for the WCK World Title. I and uh, I'll go back and and do it though after this though. So. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's on YouTube. It might be now. I'm not too sure, but uh, you could find it maybe somewhere on, on on the internet. I'm not too sure, but uh, anyway, I was I was winning that fight. I believe I, I won that fight. I believe, mm -hmm. uh, but. I got cut up so bad. I got 27 stitches in my head and he was just throwing, he was landing elbows, right? That was pretty much the only thing he landed in the fight mm. was just, you know, a few good elbows. And uh, the first couple of rounds, I was rocking them with right hands. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe that I won the fight. Just, you know, blood running down my face, you know, being cut up like the way I was in the eyes of the judges, that doesn't look good, right? So, yeah, that was my only loss as a professional. And that's a fight that, you know, in the future, I'm not too sure where, where Brian uh, Del Rosario is at right now in his career. I don't think he's fought since, but uh, if he chooses to come back, I would like that fight again. Maybe even in, in one if he makes her. <laughs> you hear that, Brian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, I, yeah. I, first of all, I definitely want to go back and watch that. And second of all, I would definitely do everything I can to help make that happen. That would be exciting, especially when, when that's on your mind um and you know that needs, there's some justification there that also builds to this and we all love a story behind a fight too so that that's exciting man yeah it, it would be good to to run that back again for sure that's a you fight know, i would like and even in even in the bmf title man for uh ufc nate diaz and um jorge masvidal you know nate nate was called off due to uh cut he would have been fine it's Nate Diaz. He would have been fine. There would have been no problem. But the cut was so deep. He was bleeding so much that they, they stopped it. And the BM, baddest motherfucker title, was stopped, Dr. Stoppage, which is very redundant. But it just goes to show 
you know, and, and they have to care for the athlete first and foremost. So I, I do understand, especially when you're seeing that much damage. But Rory McDonald, right? You see Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler, you see these fights that go the distance with all that damage being done. You see Joanna Jacek with uh Weili Zhang, you know, you see these these massive fights that all these all this damage is being done. And it kind of, yeah, it hurts your stomach to think of like, you know, mine got stopped. And these other ones, you know, they kind of continue. So but. it depends on the doctor, right? Too. Um and you know, these guys at that level, they're they're tough as nails, right? They can fight through it, right? They can fight through a little tide on their eyebrow. Like I I understand where the doctor's coming from. And, and you know, sometimes they have to stop it, right? Because blood's running in the eye and they the fighter can't see and it's just maybe too dangerous, right? I completely understand that. But uh at the same time, you gotta let these guys fight, right? These like it's it's it's, it's their job, it's our job, right? Um, there's a, there's a lot on the line, right? You know, give, give, give them a chance. And it's such a balance of, again, yeah, say like a good example of that is Adesanya, uh, his loss to Pajeda, you know, that, that, you know, he was against the fence. He was up, um, head looking down, wasn't looking too good. So it was stopped. Uh, he was protesting as well. But again, you know, Pere, uh, Alex Pereira said, you know, all it took was one more left hook and, you know, he would have been lights out for, for good there too. Um, yeah. So such a fine balance of that and i just want to you know talk about did you watch that the the last fight his win against Pereira to regain i, I didn't watch the whole fight i just seen the highlight there at the end and oh man what a what a beautiful sport hey mma crazy crazy and you know Pereira is not an easy guy to knock out either right like he's no. he's tough as nails so props sure. to izzy well, and, and same thing, like for yourself too, it just shows how hard it takes to, or how hard it is to go against a shot to the ear. Cause that's really what did it, you know, to get that equal equilibrium all messed up. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so really you'll be turning it up three weeks within three weeks of the fight. So that'll be end of May. It'll be war mode basically for you. You know, Taylor, it's war mode right now already. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's war mode already. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, three, three weeks prior to the fight, uh, that's when I'm going to peak. Right? Go, go ahead, go ahead. And, you know, I I'll, like I said before, I'll keep that, uh, you know, level of fitness. Every I mean, I'll keep everything sharp right up until the fight. Um, you know, seven to ten days, I'll take a deload, you know, to make sure that uh, I'm not overtrained. And I come into that fight uh, as fresh as possible. I was wondering, like, for guys like you in this mode, is there, you know, a go-to person you listen to or a mantra that you repeat or, or a song or anything that, like, just lights the fire on top of knowing what your performance will get you? You know what? Not really, Taylor. Like, I'm pretty just I'm self-motivated, right? I yeah. want it, right? Yeah. Like, I got I want it. Like, I, this is what I've been working for, for, for a good portion of my life. Right. Like, you know, 10 plus years now I've been doing this. Right. And, uh, the opportunity is here, right. To get, to get to where I want to be. And that's one championship, right. Like that's, that, that is the place to be right now. That's the, that's, that's the top organization in the world. So, you know, being in an organization like, like, or being in one would be huge. Right. And when I get to one, I just, I don't want to just compete. You know, I want to dominate, right. Dominate. I want to dominate all the way through. Right. I don't want to just get there. I want to do well. And I want to be the one championship. I want to be the champion one day. Right. I want to have that belt, you know, have, having that one championship belt would be, would be amazing. It would, 
words wouldn't even be able to describe like i couldn't even describe that how, how amazing that would be right so you know we got we got a lot of work to get there right like there's a lot of work to be done to get there but i know that i am going to get there i'm gonna do it um you know step by step i'll i'll do it i'm getting i'm gonna get there i know i know you will man i absolutely was from the bottom from the bottom ever since like just just from watching your highlights and just what 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 caught my eye just seeing just seeing it's like you can see it like i said leaving everything in there and then like you said how like you're you are very well, all fighters are and we all are are very critical of ourselves but you're, you're very open with what you need to improve on and what you want to show us as well um but again those improve man like it's a fight right so obviously it's going to happen where you know things happen where you get dropped or, or if you don't perform the way it happens it's it's all in millions of a second hyper hyper like just crazy crazy uh reaction time and, and decisions to make so um the fact that you still you know wcb champion on this road to making this you defended your title as well and you know it's uh, without a doubt in my mind man and I, it again it's it's really an honor um that you've taken this time because i know when it is war mode that all this time is um it's very valuable yeah thanks again for having me on taylor like again i really appreciate your work and i really appreciate you sharing all my videos and stuff and getting my name out there um yeah and it's an it's an honor to be here right on on top with all the big names that you've been having on this on the show um yeah and like i said too that's that's partially too you know to have those names and i have like i i consider you a big name for your skill and that's i think the when it's the big names just from from um uh, the accomplishments i i think the big name should also be like leveled out with skill you know you'll you'll have people that don't have the proper um viewership or someone that didn't have the right you know even let's say an actor you know to put it in that perspective let's say you know the, the greatest actor of all time um but he lives in Nunavut you know something crazy like that you know it's just never got that 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 uh that chance or, or that that uh, platform to get that shot so I also you know for people especially in Canada that's why you know Muay Thai isn't as big so we're you know that that isn't as much known widely as known so to put that up to put to you know have you on here too that's that's part of that and you know to bring to bring um recognition to the skill level that you're bringing to the sport thank you thank you yeah and you know like i like i said taylor like i want to be a huge huge name in this sport i want to be like when someone mentions kickboxing and muay thai in canada or even worldwide for that matter you know in five or in in the future i don't know how many years but when someone mentions kickbox or Muay Thai, I want them to think of my name first. Five years, five years, man. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A hundred, a hundred percent. You, and, and, you know, the, the kind of like, like you said, you, you want to be champion. And when you do get to one championship, it's these, you know, saying, putting it out there into the universe, honestly, as cliche as it is, you know, saying these things, reaffirming them and actually, like, because when you, when you sit on them and you kind of, you know, you know, this, like if you, when you truly believe it, you know something's going to happen. You say it, and not in a way of gloating to anyone. You're not gloating. Yeah. To anyone. This isn't a, and it's not to show off an accomplishment. It's to show and to bring the people along with you that have supported you all those years, all that time, and say, "Hey, I'm going here. You're coming with me. I'm going here. You're going to be there when I get there, and I'm going to bring you there um, through all that time. And, and I want you to be there to support me as well because I'll support you um, when they get their moment, whatever it may be, whether it be high or low." So, you know, it's, it's such a, such a mutual respect, man. And, um, you know, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So 
um, you know, pretty, pretty decent spot to end it there, but I would um, really like to speak with you maybe prior, a little bit closer coming up to the fight and obviously keep in contact as well. Um, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Like we can preview the fight a little bit. Of course, I don't want to give away my game plan for this fight. Right. But uh, yeah, for sure. It, let's do it again uh, before uh, June 17th and we can talk about that more, that a little bit more. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I'll be there and uh, you know, I'll be there for your post fight win and we'll, uh, we'll chat then too. That sounds great. That sounds awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time, Cody. I, sorry about the little delay there. Really appreciate you, man. No worries. No worries. Thank you, Taylor. Have a great day. Dude, anytime. And yeah, if I'm ever in the area before, then I'll come hit you up for some fishing. That sounds great. Let's do it. I have a big burger too. I want to, you know, <laughs> I'd love to, you know, these fighters eat when you guys are on a weight cut or something, you know, just taunt or not taunt, but you know, like, let's go get a burger. Like, come on, come, come cheat a little bit. <laughs> you know, Taylor, like I, I, my diet is pretty much like on point year round. That's something, you know, that we could talk about then on the next one too. Perfect. Okay. Well then, yeah. So, we can go into deep detail then for that too, because I oh. actually haven't gone into you know that much detail on on you know how how much it takes to keep you guys in shape year round. I'll make you a grass fed organic burger. Does that sound good? Dude, you come here. I'll make I'll make you I'll make you a burger. One whenever, of my own. Okay, whenever the time is best for you, I'll make sure I'm there because I'm free, baby. It's all whenever you need. Whenever yeah, whenever's best for you and you got the time and the girl's ready. I'm there, man. Sounds good. Let me know. <laughs> Cody, everyone. Thank you so much, brother. We'll keep in touch real soon. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Cheers. Chata e na destitla at ia dasa at a chata aka kamana chije dinisoa my body and my soul to be a part of